When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi everybody, welcome back to the Gallagher Shot YouTube channel and podcast. We are back for another match reaction, this time Newcastle dismantling another big boy in the Premier League at St. James's Park. Newcastle run out 4-1 winners against Chelsea. I am your host today, Chris, joined by Scott and Ian. I wasn't expecting that, boys. I know I said that quite a bit the last couple of seasons, but do you know what it is? We went into this game, and I said to my brother just before kickoff, I looked at him and I went, I'm not sure about this one. Um, obviously, Chelsea hitting decent form, not great form, but hitting decent form uh, recently. Then, obviously, the injury concerns, which we had. And I just thought that this could be the point where we get a defeat, possibly a heavy defeat as well. How wrong was I? So, Scott, just going through the, the starting eleven there, um, yeah. Willick missing again. Um, so obviously Willick's just returned from injury, but now it looks like he has some form of an Achilles injury now. Um, so Longstaff also missing in the midfield as well. So Miley starts again alongside Bruno, who's back from suspension, and Joe Linton as well. If we look at the defence, I think we could pretty much guessed it, to be honest with you. So so Pope in goal, as always, uh, trips on the, the right, Tino on the left, and Fabian and Lascelles um, at centre backs. I think. And obviously, Spike. I think that's the only thing you couldn't have guessed was uh, Trippier and Tino on the other mm-hmm. side. Yeah, you would have thought it'd be Trippier on go. the left and Tino on the right, but it worked. Well, we'll talk about it a bit later on. It worked to an extent. Um, yeah, and obviously up top we've had Miggy Gordon and the return of Isaac as well, which was great to see. So Scott, I think Eddie Howe's pretty much just has to pick whichever team's fit at the moment. And that's all that was left. It is. That, that's all that's <laughs> left. Scraping the barrel sometimes, um, as we saw later on in the game. Um, yep. But the, the starting lineup, Scott, uh, like I said, I, I saw it and I, I'm, I'm seeing the starting lineup. I'm saying, no, nah, like, it's still a decent team there. It's just my concern was the impact from the bench, if needed. 
Um, luckily, obviously, we didn't need that that impact mm. uh, either. But starting through through the the game as well, Scott, it was pretty end to end in in the first was. twenty minutes. It was. It was. A, it was a good start. I mean, if you you talk about Willick, um, obviously being injured, you could say that you know every cloud has a silver lining when. You look at the performance that Miley put in that first half, uh, well, throughout the game, to be honest. But uh, I, it was, it was one of those games where you could see there was going to be a lot of goals. You could see there was a lot, could be a lot of cards as well. It seemed to be a very lively event. Um, there was tackles going in left, right, and centre. You know, we were getting our chances. Chelsea were getting chances. Um, it's a horrible one to watch as a as a fan of one of the clubs. If you're a neutral, it's one of them games where you think, oh. I'll sit down and get some popcorn on. This will be good, this one. Um, but as, as a fan of one of the clubs, you're just thinking, oh, I just want to either dominate or be be dominated because I can't I can't stand this not knowing which way the You want to be dominated? Go. Is that actually the <laughs> one you just used? <laughs> there you go. Um, but I it's um I thought I thought Miggy and Trippier linked up very, very well in the first like 20, 25 minutes. And I think Chelsea got a bit smarter what we were doing there, so we had to go down the other flank. Which you know, Gordon and Livermento equally as good. Um, I thought I thought they were good. My only criticism of Livermento, and, and this is nothing on him, it's just because he's not on his natural side. He had to keep cutting in. He couldn't really whip across in with his left foot, um, so he had to keep like cutting it back and, and then trying to whip across in or pass the ball. So um, again, nothing against Livermento. He's not playing in the right position. Uh, I just thought that was the only kind of weakness that he really had there. Um, it's been like seeing Miggy on the other side where he's, he's always got to cut back because he just doesn't trust his, his other foot. Mm, yeah, well, I think we'll all know that Miggy is obviously <laughs> very heavy when it comes to his left foot. Of course he is. Uh, Ian, uh, we'll, we'll go through the goal. Obviously, Scott's mentioned Miley and the performance that Miley had. He, he sets up uh, the goal for Isaac. And the amount of time which Isaac had to, to hit that ball, he, he literally stopped the ball and thought, I can pick and choose where I'm going to smash this. Uh, but just to take it back a step, that, that build-up and, and Miley's calmness just to pick out that pass. And I think Eddie Howe said that that's a pass you would see is from the best. Um, Obviously, we're not getting carried away and saying Miley's the best, though. But it was great to see, wasn't it? Brilliant. Um, Just the whole passage of play as well. So, Trippier's ball in. I think Gordon gets a little bit of luck. I think it hits him on the back or the back of the head. But when you watch it back... He's, he's sort of jostling with Thiago Silva, who's no slouch co- compared to, to Gordon's build. And he does really well to hold him off, gets the ball, breaks. I think we get a little bit fortunate with Joe Linton's touch. I don't think that's an actual pass. I think that's his first touch. But like you said, it falls to Miley and the composure that he, he has to... Because that's not an easy... It looks he looks so easy. He makes it look easy. But to, to thread a ball through with enough pace on to beat two or three defenders in a very narrow space, not overhit it so it goes out of play or goes through to the keeper and find Isaac's feet um, when he's being pressed as well. is Like like you say, it's well ahead of, of a, what a 17-year-old would be. I mean, when I was 17, I was like waiting to go on dates to Nando's with lasses that never showed up. So... Um, if, oh, if only man. I was, a, I know. If only I was a seventeen-year-old and was in the Premier League. Maybe it's because Bruder ordered a medium. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe it is because Bruder only orders a medium. Um, but but no, if, if you watch it back, um, Bruno is screaming for the ball off Miley as well, and for Miley to ignore a player of yeah. Bruno's stature and think, "No, I can play this pass. I'm fine," and play the pass just speaks it's volumes about then... his confidence at the minute. Even Isaac to sort his feet out, so it is sort of drilled at him. 
he takes a touch and like does a, a weird sort of step over to, to get his feet around, but he does that so quick, and we've all seen how quick his feet are. And then, like you say, he's got sort of the the grace of St. James's Park to, to pick where he wants, and he, he finishes it fantastic. And it's, it's good to see him back in the squad, obviously sort of touching on previous weeks were a little bit concerned. Yes, Gordon has done a, a, a decent enough job, but you just you prefer to have your, your regular strikers there. And it was a, a fantastic goal, but um, full credit to Miley. What I really liked as well is in this sort of the interviews after, because obviously he's only 17-year-old kid, he comes across as quite, I wouldn't say nervous, but sort of just quite like stone-faced. Whereas the celebration, you've seen how much it meant for Miley to, to get an assist. And then obviously all the players give give full credit to him, which was fully deserved. It was that moment in St. James's Park where, where Isaac picks the ball up and, and he, he smashes it in the neck. Um, do you know what it is? It, probably because of the introduction of, of VAR, that took a bit of the celebration uh, away from me because yeah. where I'm sat on the other side of the ground, he looked miles offside. But obviously looking back at the highlights now, he's well on, not even close, he's well on. Um and, and do you know what it is? It took a little bit away from me. Yes, you, you still celebrate, but you don't have that instant burst of emotion because you're just thinking, oh, crap, he's offside. Yeah, I don't want to celebrate. Just obviously egg on your face at the end of the day. But wasn't the case, Scott. And, and it's a great goal. And Newcastle 1-0 up inside 13 minutes. Yeah, and, and just going back on the celebration, you see Isak running towards the, uh, I think it's the Melbourne corner, he's running towards, if I remember rightly. And he kind of stops himself and thinks, no, hang on, I'm giving Miley credit. Yeah, and he just turns around points at Miley and then grabs him and he seemed just screaming in his face. Um, <laughs> which, you know, it, it just shows the togetherness that they've got. Like, for a player of Isak, who you think, you know, you're a striker, you've you've grew up and you've learned off, you know, probably one of the most arrogant footballers ever known to man, and still Annie Ibrahimovic. And uh, you turn around and do that to one of your own players, just speaks volumes of him as a player as well. Because um, mm. he could have just, you know, knee slide in the corner, took all the plaudits, but... He actually turned around and acknowledged the ball from Miley because I think he knew himself how good it was as well. Yeah, um, but good. yeah, 1-0 up and you'd like to think, you know, the game would maybe, you know, settle down a bit, but it, it absolutely didn't. Um, it didn't. That, that end of that <laughs> first half was, yeah, just, it was even worse. Yeah, so so the, the first half honestly was end-to-end and it, it was non-stop. It really was. It was mentally draining watching that game because Chelsea looked dangerous on, on the break. Yeah. Every time they did look dangerous, and put so did we as well. So it was just it was like a game of tennis. Your heads were back. If you were sat in the East End, you must have been knackered <laughs> by the end of that. Um, but ten minutes later, and, and Chelsea get their equaliser through Raheem Sterling. Um, Ian, you mentioned before we started recording there that the free kick which was awarded from the, the challenge. Uh, which was made on st- uh, Sterling by Kieran Trippier. And I yeah. think it was what own mistake which made them break. Lascelles loses it. Lascelles the the yeah. try to do a Fabian Shaw and go on a little journey through the middle of the field. And, and left no it. one there. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> left. And they just hit with. Um, then there was three players around um, Sterling. Trippier from behind just, just tries to, to nick it. Um, but obviously you, you wanted to chat about this this. Which was awarded. Yeah, so I can see in real time why it was given from a, like a referee's perspective. Obviously, VAR's not brought in for literally every foul, but for me, I didn't even think there was that much contact on his back. It doesn't like there was no. Whereas, like going back to the Arsenal game, the the, the Joe Linton alleged foul, you could see sort of like a full contact and like sort of like a, a resistance against the foul. Whereas Trip, yeah, literally, it's, it's almost like you just sort of like. Puts his like his hand on him as a, to like console him almost, and and he goes down. I, I didn't think it was there was much in it at all. Um, I can say why it was given in, in real time, but when the the 
benefit of having the replay, I, I thought was very, very soft. Um, but it's a it's a, a really good free kick. Um, unfortunately for us, uh, there's a lot of lot. Well, I see a, a lot. I've seen a few people say that Pope could have maybe done better. When I watched it back, I th- I'm thinking, well, why hasn't he moved? I don't think his feet's planted right, and I th- it kind of looked like he's expecting it to come off the crossbar rather than dip down. I think it just catches him out, but it's a it's a really good free kick. I don't so, think there was much you could do about it. I called it once again. I, I looked at Adam, who sits near us, and, and as soon as that that it's a perfect position from a free kick point of view, just outside the box. And I thought it's dangerous. This um, from the ground because obviously it's right in front of me. I, I was the same. I was, I'm thinking, looking at that, and you saw Pope take a step to the left. Then, then obviously the wall's there to, to block the shot from coming in. Obviously, if you've got a talent like like Sterling, can lift the ball up and over straight away. It leaves a big target to aim at there because uh. Pope's over towards the left hand side of the goal, and he doesn't really make the effort because it's it's so fast it's gone. Like by the time his brain thinks I've got to get over there, it's already in the back of the net. Um, I just I, I don't get it, and and this is something which we chatted about on on the Monday night show quite a bit. Likes of free kicks, the wall's pretty pointless most of the time from that close. Like, do you, do you need a wall? Like, I mean, we'll have like some it, big players strange. in that wall as well. It wasn't like we had you know Miggy and Trippier in that wall. It was like Lascelles and Joe Linton, like you know six foot two, six foot three men to get the ball up and over them and into the net. It takes some doing. Like, mm. so I mean, I, I think the wall is there for a reason. Obviously, it's. It would be a lot easier if there was no one stood there, uh, <laughs> just whacking it into the net. Um, but yeah, to, is it is it harsh on 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 um, Nick Pope to say he could have done a bit better? I think maybe he could have been positioned a bit better to to maybe dive for it. But I think that's one of them that you could have two keepers in the net and and they're not saving it. Like it, it's it's too close to the top of the goal, I think, for me. Um, mm. But well, you know, well, we'll move on because well, it doesn't you- really matter. <laughs> if people were uh, pointing the finger at Nick Pope, then he'd done himself just as not long after that because uh, he pulls off an absolutely outstanding save to, to tip it around the, the, the post. I can't remember who took the shot, but... It I think was, it was like, that Enzo Fernandez. Yeah. Is that who it was? So he, he, yeah. It's an absolute fantastic build-up from Chelsea. Once again, they just hit with so fast. And the the speed and the power that that ball gets hit at. And for Nick Pope to, to dive across and, and tip that around the post, like I said, is fantastic. It was honestly... Could be up there with one of the saves of the season, which he'll mm-hmm. see because if that goal uh, ball had went in the back of the net, it's a whole different game mm-hmm. for Newcastle to come from them from behind. But it goes in at one one at half time. Um, second half comes, lads, and it's it's a dominant performance from Newcastle. Um, yes, Chelsea still had chances, but Newcastle once they they got their their second of the game uh, through Lascelles, and we'll talk about the goal uh, in just a moment, but. It was, after we, we scored the second, there was no coming back from Chelsea because we were like a dog with a bone after mm. that. Um, but but the goal, Scott, Anthony Gordon, that ball to, to whip it in, that early cross, and Lascelles to be there as well. It's a great yeah. finish from Lascelles as well. It, it really is. It was. And it, and it was one of those games because just, well, just to move back a little bit, before we scored the second, you had the Trippier free kick, which hit the crossbar. You had mm. Joel Linton's header, which... Oh, God, Let's be honest, it was harder to score than it was to, uh, harder to miss than it was to score. That was worse um, than the chance he had against Dortmund. Dortmund. It was. I think though, I think there was a foul in the box, so it actually turned out to be a free kick, so yeah. it wouldn't have counted anyway. I but think anyway, Bruno but, had yeah, you just thought it's gonna be one of them games where we have our chances, we don't take them, and they're gonna do a smash and grab. Um, but like I say, I think 
Raheem Sterling pushes Trippier in the back, which he'd been doing all game, to be fair. And he got um, he got free kick and then he kicked the ball away, so he got the yellow card as well. Um, and you're expecting Trippier to whip it in. He doesn't. He plays the the ball, which he normally plays to Tonali when he's in the middle there. Like when it's in that part, he normally crosses it to Tonali who can then whip it in. Uh, I think it's it's Jolint or Bruno. I kind of tell when they've both got bleach blonde hair, <laughs> which one of the two it is on the telly. It was one of them. Crosses it over to uh, Tino. Like I say, into Gordon, and then it's a it's a first time cross, and it's just Jamal Lascelles just arriving, showing Joel Linton how to head a ball, um, <laughs> and getting it bottom corner, and there's nothing the keeper can really do. Lascelles had so much space. Again, he could have picked anywhere in that goal to head that ball. Um, it's just the natural way where he was running. He just hit it straight in the ground, and yeah, it's two uh, one, and you're thinking, okay, this is good, but. He still couldn't really settle because, like I said, Chelsea had their chances um, throughout the, the the end of the first half and I think the beginning of the second half, I think Lascelles give the ball away and I think also Pope passes the ball directly. Oh, Gallagher, that was it, yeah, in the first half. You think, oh, God, what's happening here? But anyway, um, yeah, it's it's a well-taken header um, and again, it, it, I think it does Lascelles a really good kind of mental justification for it being the team because... Let's be honest, he wasn't having the best of games up until then. He yeah. gave the ball away a couple of times. He was Roger put it perfectly in our group chat. He's trying too hard to be too clever. If he just sticks to the basics like he's good at, he's absolutely fine. Um yeah, and it, you know, I think that the, the commentator said that was his first Premier League goal in two seasons. So mm-hmm. again, that's you know, that duck broken. Um nice for him and, and good to see again the reaction of him and the rest of the players. Um you know, just surrounding him and applauding him for his goal. Well, it was a very muted celebration from Lascelles, to be honest with you. Um, obviously, we'll, we'll take the lead from that game and he runs towards the strawberry corner. When I'm saying runs, it's a light jog to the strawberry mm. corner. Just emotionless. It's like, it's a strange celebration uh, from Lascelles, but it, it's great to see. I think he, he knows he's made amends for the first goal. Because mm. mm. let's be honest, it was his fault that they broke and got the, yeah, you know, maybe. not maybe he's got the free kick, but it wouldn't have happened had he not lost the ball. So maybe he's just thinking, yeah. right, I'm I'm one all now in my head of what I've done and what I haven't done. Tend yeah. to move on. So we're still celebrating the first goal, Ian. Then Joe Linton comes up and, and nicks the ball from it's um, Thiago Silva. Thiago Silva, isn't it? So no idea what he's doing with that ball. It just seems like he just completely loses it, and it's it's like it's like he's setting himself up. Then <laughs> Thiago just he, he loses the ball, and Joe Linton's just there, high press once again from from everybody because everybody's closing down at that point. Um, high press, Joe Linton nicks it, and have you ever saw a player hit the ball with that much power when there's no need to whatsoever? It was like. Do you know on, on, on FIFA when you score a goal, then the ball rolls out a little bit, then some random player uh, smashes comes, the yeah. ball into the net. That's what Joe Linton did. Exactly like that. And talking about speaking of men's, I think he was taking the frustration of he'd missed header out on the ball. Um, <laughs> but you, you completely... It, and again, looking at complete opposites, you said Lascelles was a quite a, a muted celebration. Joe Linton's was the complete opposite. going to cry. I genuinely thought I've never seen an angrier celebration other than when Ketsbaya started to like chin the, the advertising boards. But um no, like you say, it, it just comes from that high press and obviously given with the the injuries that we have, there's there's been a little bit of talk about, well, is the way that we play affecting the injuries because we play at such high intensity all the time, we press really well. Um I was a little bit concerned about whether we would change our game plan from 
from that because of, of obviously the injury list. And even the second goal that we won that free kick through a press, we've then they've taken a kick off and we're straight on them again. And like you said, it was Bruno and Joe Linton just bearing down on you. Um, which I mean, I would probably shit myself if I had Joe Linton run at his full pace. But yeah, he nicks it, and like you say, he doesn't think twice about just smashing it. And like Scott said in the the group chat, I think if the net wasn't there, I think the ball would still be travelling. You hit it that hard. It was, it's, it was it's like you know the mighty ducks goal, isn't it? when that big bloke hits the puck. And everyone jumps <laughs> out the way. It was like that. People just jumping out the way. If, if the keeper had caught it, he would just ended up in the net anyway. <laughs> It's crazy though, because it's it's almost a full goal that he's got to aim at as well. Because the keeper on the other side of the goal, <laughs> he's just he, like look, runs away. <laughs> like when you are in, like when you're in school and you're in like year seven, the year, uh, the year eleven's got it, so you just run out the way. But um, no, it's, it's great, great to see and, and just the, the passion um, from his celebration was because I think I think he had a lot of frustration because I was saying in the the group chat at halftime, didn't think he had the best game. I think a, a couple of his decisions were possibly um, made through frust- like a frustration of missing that chance. So seeing at the end of the first half when he got his yellow card where he like clotheslined, I can't remember who it was. I felt that, uh, Rhys James, yeah, I felt that was out of frustration for missing his, his open goal. Um, so it's good to see that he's, he's managed to keep his head in the second half, play his normal game, and then he's, he's reaped the rewards from that. Mm. Talking of, talking of Rhys James, um, can I just say for his red card, if I'm a Chelsea fan, I don't ever want to see him play in my team's shirt again. It looked like that he was wanted a player just to get off the pitch. Didn't want to be on that pitch nah. anymore. He knew he was on a yellow card. He made a cynical foul and he just emotionless walk off the pitch. It's just like, yeah, why are you even here? But it, it sums well. up Chelsea think so. the whole season and whole of last season. They just don't want to be there. It seems like they've got a lot of a lot of expensive players on big wages who don't. They've got no interest in playing football together. Um, mm. They, they want to be the star. Honestly, he had a horrible afternoon. It was highlighted on match of the day as well. Um, yeah. uh, I think it was Shearer on match of the day last night, and he, he obviously looked at the, the two fullbacks, one being Trippier and how well Trippier was still and couldn't even get past him at all. Um, no. Then obviously you look at the other side, and like you said, Reese James, it was a pathetic performance from him. It really was. It, like like you said, if you're a Chelsea fan, for two of your players to get booked for kicking the ball away is criminal anyway. Yeah. Like we've seen a couple of our players this season get get booked for doing the same, and it's just ridiculous. Like it's just mm. such a waste. Um, if you're gonna get a yellow card, at least do it for fouling the players on the break. Yeah, <laughs> do it properly. You don't get it for kicking the ball away. Like you could just stand in front of the ball, and like that'll slow it down. But by you kicking it away, you, you're guaranteed to get a yellow card. Yeah, all it's day just long. Petulance, like it is. Yeah, petulance. But maybe maybe it's arrogance as well. Maybe they've done it for That's, so long, uh... got away with it as well. Um, but but now obviously. The, the the referees are a lot more heavy when it comes to, to these yellow cards and cautions for, for obviously time wasting because the the Premier League are trying to stop it. Um, but yeah, he, he gets his his second yellow card and just after the seventieth minute, I think it is. So I'm mm. sure there's still a good twenty minutes to play after that. Yeah. And like you said, Scott, he, he did just look so unarsed about the situation. There's obviously he can't contest it because yeah, it it's soft. It, it is a soft free kick. Um and if it's a yellow card, I don't really know. Um, but it happens. Um, and like you said, it's just so un- unfazed by it, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I say, he couldn't get off the pitch quick enough. Even if it was... Because you'd like to think if it was a soft free kick and it shouldn't have been a second yellow, he'd be contesting it more and he'd be, yeah. you know, seeing to the ref, <clears> well, what's going on here? He was just like, right, get us off this pitch. I need, I'm, mm. I'm jumping in the shower. I'm, you know, I, I want to go home. 
Um, Apparently, I'm not sure how true it is, and you will be able to tell us because you would have seen it. Was, was there a bit of an argument between him and Tyndall at some point in the game? It was Mudrick. Was that Mudrick and Tyndall uh, at the end of the first half. We had a free kick, and I think someone kicked the ball away from his hands. And then you didn't see what happened, but for whatever reason, Mudrick just kept shouting over at Tyndall, and Tyndall was just giving him no, a was, No, it was. It was Reese James. It was, um, it was after the... It was it was in the first half because Mudrick came on in the second. Um, okay, I tell you, no, it wasn't. It was Raheem Sterling in the second half because he kept. We'll go there. The yeah, yeah. yeah, no, it, it wasn't. Was it was. It was. It was the goalkeeper. No, John it Terry. was John Terry. So, it was. Um, so Stirl- Sterling went down in the second half and wanted a penalty um, because he thought, yeah. um, and he was he was having a go at the. I think he was having a go at the referee, and then he was having a go at our bench, mm. and he kept going. So it was yeah, it was Raheem Sterling. We got there in the end. Yeah. <laughs> one of the expensive um, players who hasn't. One, one of the eighty-four well. players that have. James gets sent off in, in the seventy, like I said, just over the seventieth minute. Um, and ten minutes later, Gordon gets his goal as well. And by God, did he deserve that? Because do you know yeah. what it is? I, I feel as if I say this every single match day. He just turned out to be player of the match every single game. Like honestly, the the, the turnaround that he's had, for, and we, we still have Everton fans now. Saying that he's not that good of a player, well, I'm I'm witnessing a completely different player to, to everybody else, like mm-hmm. because he has been fantastic this season, unbelievable. It, it's funny what a bit of training, a bit of self belief, and a bit of backing from your own fans can do to a player, isn't it? Because we've given him all of that, and he's just absolutely flourishing as a player. And he's what twenty three, I think he is, maybe he's twenty two. I mean, if, if he's not even at the peak of his career yet, I'm. I cannot wait to see what happens in a few years' time with him because, mm. you know, bring it on. Like, I think he's going to be a, a great player for us for many years to come. Absolutely loves the tune as well, Eind. Every time oh, he scores a goal, tell. he loves pointing out that badge. Absolutely it, loves it. You know what it is? Before he signed, he was probably up there with my most hated player. Um, and I was thinking, like, there's there's players that you hate, but if, if he was at your club, you'd love. And I was thinking, no, nah, I probably... And he's completely changed my mind. Um... Just his work ethic, you can see the desire that he wants to do well, not just for him, but for the team and the fans. And I thought it was a, a really clever run from him as well, like because obviously Isaac come off, so he switched into that false yeah. nine role or, or whatever we're calling it. Um, and he sort of arcs his run really well. He sees the ball down the channel. And you know what it is? It's not even a, an easy finish. He, he gets it under control, sort of mm. takes a touch back out, um, sort of inside. And then it's just like, the way he hits it, it's almost like he just sort of like chips it round on like on the floor. Like the, the angle, which is where the camera's behind the goal, where you're just seeing that little touch, which takes it to the right, and in the same movement smashes it. Yeah, like it's yeah. it's fantastic it's, football. It's that. not an easy finish at all. It's, I, I genuinely was really really impressed with with the, the whole goal, the movement, yeah. and the actual finish. The um, unbelievable. It, it's it, it's really nice to see him because obviously at the start of the season, people was and and when we first signed him. People are saying, well, we can see the efforts there, but there's no end product. He should be scoring more goals. And I'm sure it's, I think it's eight five out of the, I think it, in five total, league goals. In five league goals. I think it's eight, eight assists and, and goals combined in, in however many appearances. I think it's 12 appearances. Um, and so you, you can see he's full of confidence. Um, and long may that continue because I, I genuinely think he's been player of the season, hands down, like no question. Yeah, it's going to take a lot for, for somebody to, to stop him from picking that up at the end of the season. Obviously, I know we're not even halfway through yet. Or um, but 
he's been great. He has. He's been absolutely fantastic. And I think, he, like like you said, Ian, he's changed a lot of people's opinions. Um, but it's probably always, if you play for another team and, and having this sort of performance, I'd probably still hate him because he's just that sort of character. But <laughs> he's, he's been unbelievable for us. He really has done. Um, anything else that you just want to mention? Obviously, it was great to see a couple of the youngins get a, a first-team appearance as well at St. James's Park, being 4-1 up against Chelsea as well. It's basically no, no, obviously, um, no pressure on them coming into that sort of game as well. So it's great for them to, to um, get an appearance as well. It was, it was nice to see. I think had it been 1-1, they wouldn't have come on. Um, yeah. The fact we had a, a three-goal cushion helped bring it on, you know, the youngins. But it's good to get them on because yeah, we're going to need them. I think um, Murphy did himself, you know, absolutely wonderful kind of kudos, did fill the position in a, at left-back, uh, played really well. Um, the other three, I don't think they were on the pitch long enough really to, nah. to make that much of an impact. Um, but again... You've got to think we've got Paris on Tuesday. Um, mm. You've got to rest some of them legs because, like, like we said at the start of this, you pick the team because that's all that's left. Um, it's quite a mixture. It'll be the, the same team. The, yeah, the, the well, it, it was interesting because obviously because... Richie, God, eh, sorry, Richie and Dummett come on, who are, who yeah. are veterans of the football club. Richie feels mm-hmm. like he's been here for about 40 years, that bloke. Um, and then you've got more. the youngins as well. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> 10 more. You got the youngins as well. It was such a weird situation. Yeah, there was no middle ground, was there? And also, I think, you know, you look at the substitutes Chelsea made, I think I've seen they brought on like £233 million worth of player. And we brought on £15 million worth of player. Um, And most of that would have been Matt Ritchie uh, because I think everyone else was free. So, um, yeah, it, it it just goes to show that, you know, even with a paper thin squad, we've, we've kind of, we're okay. Like I know you look at the bench, you think, "Oh God, yeah, we'll go." But as long as we can keep a, a strong start in eleven, we can beat anyone. And it's just being able to keep that strong start in eleven that mm. I think. I think the issue is Scott. We've is got a lot of games have, in December. We only have that start in eleven right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, the yeah. issue. Absolutely. That is the issue. Yeah. Obviously, we've got um, uh, PSG coming up on Tuesday night as well. Obviously, mm-hmm. confidence is going to be through the roof at this moment in yeah. time. Fingers crossed that there's no further injuries and we might get a player or two back. We don't really know just yet. Eddie Howe will be doing his press conference in the next couple of days. Actually, will it be on Monday, won't it? Probably be tomorrow, um, yeah. Be yeah, so be yeah tomorrow. Be tomorrow. Match preview as well for us today, getting recorded. So, Mint. Be as well. so there we go. So if you have watched this reaction and if you do want more, there will be a match preview for the PSG game. Um, I'll be back with the boys tomorrow night for the All Smiling Faces podcast. Plenty of more stuff coming your way. Like I said, if you like it, just like the video. It means a lot to us. Become a subscriber if you'd like to do that as well. If you are listening to the audio, just give us a five-star review and leave a little comment in there as well. It means a lot to us. If you want to give an extra bit back, it is just $2.99 a month to become a member. You get early access to a lot of content here. Uh, you get extra content and you do get access to both the Telegram group, which is basically a WhatsApp-style group uh, for all of our members. Um, I think there's a close to 200 thereabouts at the moment there, Scott. Getting there, yeah, um, getting there. And you also get access to the Discord gaming channel as well. So that's everything done for us today. Thanks very much. See you later. Ta-ra.
Social Podcast Network. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.